Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you. And this week on the weekly Kingdom Outlook, we're going to talk about a fresh anointing for the priestly ministry. Let's go. Hey folks, Apostle Lewis here with you. I want you to do me a favor. Would you like, subscribe, share, all those things on social media, whatever platform you're on here. And let's talk today about God's desire for you. I I have been speaking for some time, actually since December, about 2021 and God's desire for us. And I want to talk to you uh, really something. I just want to just kind of get you to... Um, uh, give you some revelation. I am still going deep after this revelation, so I don't mind sharing with you, but I admit to you I have not gotten to the fullness that I am desiring to get to on it. And uh, yesterday, I had a, um, that would be, uh, what day would that be? That would be the 15th, or sorry, the 16th of March, I had an encounter with the Lord. And I was on my back porch just praying, and just started talking to the Lord, and man, he just began to speak to me. And I had to run inside. I grabbed my stuff, sat down at that table. I grabbed books. I was pulling books of references and trying to dig into what he was saying. I started just, by the way, I didn't write down a lot. What I was actually doing was just listening to him and trying to track him as quick as I could in what he was sharing. And it was three things he began to speak to me on. One was the Song of Ascents. The other one was... Melchizedek and how he brought bread and wine and actually taught Abraham how to be a priest according to the order of Melchizedek. And then uh, the other thing he was sharing with me was the stairway on Solomon's temple. Believe it or not, all three of these are tied together when you go deep into them. Now, if you don't know that there was actually a stairway, <clears throat> we should understand this, that um, if you study uh, uh, rabbinical writings of what uh, what they were taught. There's there's a lot of things we don't understand in just a word because there was a lot of oral. Uh, the way um, culture was back then is you gave stories, you spoke, you you conveyed it, and they were passed down through generations to generations, and and eventually you know they were written down, and we have a lot of these things. And one of the things that we have to realize is in Jacob's ladder, we think of a ladder. You know, like two rungs and rungs going up this way. And that's the way we think of this thing. But it's it's really not that. You know, it it, it doesn't mean I, I don't want to be picky. Go, oh, that's picky. That's just being picky. No, I'm really not being picky because I want you to see the 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 unfolding of it throughout scripture. And um and so I I want to give you that real quick, if I may. So let's let's turn let's turn to first Kings really quick. And I'm going to try to do this quick. And I know it's not going to be justice for you. I know it's going to be, but it's okay. And I'm going to try to keep this thing short. So we're going to try to do that uh, as best as we can. And um, <clears throat> First Kings uh, chapter 6 is talking about the building of the temple, Solomon's temple. And Solomon takes all the things that his father had left him and all the revelation they have up to this time. 
and he builds on the temple on the outside of it he actually builds uh, some rooms and some and a staircase and that staircase is spirals up we know this from writings it's it's a spiral staircase it goes there's a room on the bottom which is five cubits there's a room a second story room which is six cubits and there's a seventh uh, a, a seven cubit wide top one now i want you to see the imagery and i want you to uh, re listen to me some of the things i've learned about the staircase this staircase was on the side, so if the, if the priest was consecrated and hadn't defiled himself in any way, by the way, that meant just not even offering a sacrifice, because if you were at the altar of sacrifice, uh, or and you had to go through the bronze and labor, but but if the priest just wanted to come and get into God's glory and presence, he could enter these rooms off the side and he could ascend. And there was a thing called the Song of Ascents, Psalm 120 to 134. Now, some say that they sang them up these stairs. Some say they sang them up uh, going into the temple, that people would recite this. But but uh, I, I, my attitude with both of those is, okay, they don't have to contradict each other at all. Okay, they, they don't know when one, both can be true, is the point, is that, but the priests would recite these and sing these as they would ascend. And so there were stairs to go up. And I want you to know there was five, there were six, and there were seven cubics wide. That's, that's the rooms. Now, they would spend time in each room, pray, and go up, and go up. But what did that, think about the imagery of that. We have a, you know, third heaven imagery. We have um, uh, the, the process of threes. We have... Listen, we have five, six, and seven, and the number of cubits can, speaks of, uh, to me, the first principles in Christ, where repentance of dead works, listen, repentance of dead works, faith towards God, um, uh, baptisms, and the laying out of hands all precedes you going into the holy place. The next three, when you proceed in there, in these foundational doctors, I just released a thing on it. Please go get it. Um, it is on my um, lewisdeason.com, and I think it's in my bio, so you can grab it there. So that um, the five, six, and seventh of these steps to perfection, listen, are the resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment, and perfection. That's steps five, six, and seven. And if the priest had kept himself consecrated, which, by the way, even meant not sleeping with your wife. Paul talks about this. Except for time, special times of fasting and prayer, do not deny each other. Okay? because there, But there are times that you separate yourself specially unto God, and you separate yourself from all the other stuff. And, and sometimes in the church today, we don't understand that. And we, we forsake these teachings because we have this mentality that we have a promise from God. Now, I want to, I wanna, if I may, let me reach over here and grab this. I did this today with someone. If I write on this business card here, I write, I owe you 100000 dollars. And that's my promissory note to you. That is the promise of God. God gives you a promise. It's a promissory note. 
doesn't mean you possess it yet. How do we go from a promissory note to possessing? And that is through prayer and contending. <clears throat> this stairway, if we read here, it was circular. Now, why is why is this circular motion really important? Because God's root of it, the root of God's name, Elohim, and when you see Elijah and Elisha, that 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 root word means to twist. Let me let me give you another imagery because this is all throughout the Old Testament. By the way, it's even in the New Testament. That's what's so stunning about it. you. Know, remember in Jesus? Remember Jesus? Remember in Jesus in chapter one, the angel says, "Men, men of." Uh, Galilee, why do you stand here looking at, you know, uh, looking at us, you know, listen, what he says, uh, that, 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 that I get to the end of it. Um, na, 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 na. Uh, let's see, um. Men of Galilee, why do you stand here gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven is going to, in like manner, will come in like manner as you saw him. Now, in the Greek, that like manner is actually speaking of, listen to this. It's actually the word come and it says like manner. It doesn't have any more words, but I want you to understand this. It's a bunch of words in there. And I've done this research before. It actually means that Jesus revolved on the way up. Who else did that? Who else went up in a whirlwind? Elisha. This is why the twisting. And so this is what they were doing in Solomon's temple. Is they were not mimicking that, but bringing that prophetic imagery to life in their life as they ascended into the higher realms of glory. So the priest could go from level one glory to level two to level three, so to speak. He could go from this level, but he could go right in. He didn't have to go through the bronze and labor. He didn't have to go through the altar of sacrifice. See, you don't need to go through it if you keep yourself clean. Why? That's why consecration is so important. Otherwise, you don't get to just go in God's glory. And I want to tell you, God's desire for you and for me is his glory. His desire for you and me is his glory is his glory that you would come into his house and dwell in the glory with him so god starts speaking to me about all this and i don't have time on one of these little short podcasts i do to lay that all out but i want to tell you this this is what i know god is speaking to me there is a fresh oil of anointing that God wants to release on us for our priestly ministry, listen, so that we come deeper into his presence, so we come out with the glory and anointing to bring his presence with us. You understand that? See, he wants us to come in deep and then come out with him. Amen? That's what he wants for you and for me. It, it's, it's a promise. It's a promise. But we have to contend for it. Because what happens in our contending? I got about a minute. Do you know how you're crying out for something? And you start crying out and you know you're supposed to cry out, but you don't feel it yet? Let's just be honest. I know I'm supposed to want something, but I know it's. It, 
you know, we build up layers over ourselves to protect ourselves from pain, from hurt, from feeling the ache of wanting something. That's not always good, by the way. But we do it. because. But we have to take that ache for something and go before God. Go, Lord, I need this from you. Now, what happens as I keep doing that is what he actually does first. He begins to break open the outer layers. He begins to break open that rough surface on me that, you know, doesn't want to feel the burden, doesn't want to feel the burden for the very promise of God. That It's not just me going, I name it, I claim it. It's going, God. See, faith isn't saying I've got it. Faith is saying I'm coming to get it. That's faith. That's faith. I'm coming to take hold of the promise. I'm going to wrestle with you in the night if I must until you bless me. I, Folks, I have so much to share on this subject because I'm still, I just spent an hour studying and just trying to process all this. I got a feeling this might end up in a Melchizedek part two, so stay tuned. But I think what I'm going to have for you down the road is some revelation about how you and me, how it's practical for us to prepare ourselves and access God's presence. I hope that excites you as much as it excites me because it really, really, really does. I hope it, let me know in the comments section, listen to this, share this, like this, share it where you're, share it and comment on it and like it. it really does help the algorithms, really does. You want to support me. That is one of the easiest ways to support what we're doing here. And I would love for you to do that. If you're in Jacksonville, I'll see you at the Gate Church. By the way, just so I can put this out there, the 26th, a gathering in my backyard, a fireside chat. We're going to put music on. We're going to pray. And then I'm going to teach some of this revelation and lay hands on people. And we'll just see what God does. Okay, so I'll see you then. God bless you. You have a great day. Bye-bye.